Right, good evening. We are learning Maseches Chagiga Daf Yudches, and we're starting on the second line of Yudches Meralef. Yesterday, we learned a couple of shitas as to um, how we know that Shavuos, which is really only one day, Midil Raisa, has seven days of Tashlumen as it relates to bringing the requisite korbanos. So we saw a couple of shitas yesterday. We're going to see a third one today, and we're going to question it and reject it. So the Gemara says on the second line, It's the holiday of harvesting. What holiday is it where there is Chagiga and there's Ktsira? It must be that we're talking about the harvesting season, which is Shavuos. Says the Gemara Amos, when exactly would this Ktsira take place, the actual harvesting? If you want to say that it's actually Yom Tov, that's impossible. Mishari, who in their right mind would ever allow for Ktsira to take place on Yom Tov? That's Mamish and Isser Doraisa. It doesn't make a difference. Uh, all the Shittas, even if you want to say that it's not Shabbos and it's only Yom Tov and and Malach Zolchol Nefesh, but Malach Zolchol Nefesh is only Milisha Ve'elech under the best of circumstances. It's certainly not by Ketzirah, by the earlier phases of, uh, of harvesting. El Alav, it must therefore be the Tashlumen, and that's how Ravashi, that's how Rishlakish, excuse me, tries to show his feeling that really we have Tashlumen by Shavuos. Says the Gemara, Amar Rav Yochanan, If the type of Limud that you just showed is correct, then how would we explain the following? Chag HaAsif, we have the holiday of gathering in. Eizehu Chag Sheyesh Asifa, what is a holiday that also has with it Asifa, that has gathering in? Haviyomer Zechag HaSukis, that's a holiday when we bring things in from the field. Amas, but when would the gathering take place? Ilema Biyom Tov, if you're actually talking about Yom Tov, so it says the Gemara 10 lines down on Yudches HaMad Aleph, Melacha Biyom Tov Mishari, what is the Melacha for gathering things on Shabbos and Yom Tov, who knows? What is the malacha for gathering things? It's the malacha of, uh, of Imor or Omer with an ayin. That's gathering things in. That's not allowed. And if it's b'makom gidulan, it's an iser doraisa. That's what the Gemara Masecha Shabbos says. So therefore, it can't be that on Chag Sukos that you're actually allowed to gather things. Ella, it must be b'chul shamoid. It must be that we're talking about chul hamoid. And what do we see from there? That there's some type of uh, gathering that's allowed on chul hamoid. Asks the Gemara, chul shamoid mishari? Is that right? Are you allowed to do malacha during Chol HaMoid? So it says the Gemara, implying very strongly, because it doesn't answer this question. Clearly, you're not allowed to do that. There is Isra Malacha on Chol HaMoid, and we're going to spend a lot of time talking about that today. So the Gemara says, Ella, it must be Chag HaBabizman Asifa. There's no way to understand the phrase of Chag, uh, Chag HaAsif, other than to say it must be Chag HaBabizman Asifa. So HaChanami, the same Pasuk that Reish Lakish is using of Chag HaKotzir to try to learn out Tashlum, and no, we should be learning it as a seasonal drasha, just like we did by Chag HaAsif. Just like Chag HaAsif is talking about Bizman Asifa, it's at a time when we gather things in. So too, HaChanami, it must be Chag HaBabizman Kotzir, and therefore we reject the answer of Reish Lakish, who tried to learn the Pasuk in a certain style, but that certain style of learning where he tried to be overly specific and the wording was incorrect. And you cannot learn that there is a din of seven days of Tashlumen by Shmini Atzeres, uh, excuse me, seven days of Tashlumen by Shavuos from the Pasuk of Echag HaKatsir. Now the Gemara then uh, says, Michlal, what is implied from here is the Tarvaihu Svirlu Duchulo Shalmoid Asr Basias Malacha. What seems very clear is that both the Drasha of Resh Lakish and Rav Yochanan, they both seem to be of the opinion that Chulo Shamoid is Asr Basias Malacha. Just to say, out of the gates, with a lot of clarity, there is a status of Isra Malacha and Chol Hamoid, a very difficult area of Halacha. 
There is an art school book on this that we are obligated to know and understand. It is very easy to violate halacha on chol hamoid. We have categories of heter, as we've learned about in Maseches Moid Katan, which was all about, it's all about chol hamoid. But yes, there absolutely is a status of Isra Malacha. Uh, there's a machlokas in the Rishonim. If the Isra Malacha during chol hamoid is Nisr Daraisa or Nisr Darabonan, that's a machlokas Rishonim. But one should be very, very careful with being flippant about halacha during chol hamoid. Anyways, why is that that we should be so careful? How do we know that there is an iser of malacha of some kind during Chol HaMoed? And the Gemara gives a few answers. Here's answer number one. There's a brysa. You're supposed to keep the holiday of matzos for seven days. He says that we see from here, it's all seven days. Look at the language. It means that all of the days are somewhat similar and that they have an Isra Malacha. I don't even need that drasha. It's a Kalva Just like day one and day seven are not bookended in days that are Isra Malacha because the day before day one is not Asr at all. The day after day seven is not Asr at all. Yet what do we see? The days one and seven themselves are Asr Basiyas Malacha. Then Chulo they're bookended by Yontif Mamish. Day one is an Isra Malacha. Day seven is Isra Malacha. It must be that everything in between, Eino Din, all the days of Chol Hamoid, isn't it logical? Says the Gemara, that's not a good argument. Why not? Because we see, we see that there is a, a Shabbos before and a Shabbos after the Shabbos, and we still see that there's no Isra Malacha during the week. This is a very weird question because it assumes that there was a Shabbos before there was Sunday. Right, we're talking about the Sheshis and Mebrashis. So the Gemara, right? So that doesn't make sense. The Gemara says, I, you have to learn from Sheshis and Mebrashis. All the days of the week are bookended by Shabbos. And therefore, we see that there's no Isra Malacha in the middle. So you can't learn from Yantif where day one and day seven is Isra Malacha. Must be. But that's. There's no, there's no person until day six. So Hagam. But there was no Shabbos, there was no Shabbos on day zero. It's a double problem. There's, there's a lot of problems, whatever. This Gemara is Omer Dorsheni a little bit. I don't know what the answer is. I'm just raising a question. Says, then the Gemara says, well, not necessarily because it's different because the six days in between the, the two Shabbos is, so those six days in between is there's no Korbanos. Maybe we should learn that really the Tzara Shabbos of Chol and therefore why there should be Isra Malacha is because there's a Korban Musab. Says the Gemara, that's not true because there's another type of day that has a status of Isra, uh, that has a status of Korban Musab with no Isra Malacha. What's that? That's this week. That's what's upon us, which is Rosh Chodesh. Rosh Chodesh Yochiach. We have a precedent in Halacha where Sheyeshbo Korban Mosaf. We do have Korbanos Mosaf. However, Umutar Be'asiyas Malacha. But there is no Isra Malacha Midoraisa when it comes to Rosh Chodesh. So therefore, the Korban Mosaf is not a Raya. Says the Gemara, but wait a second. Mala Rosh Chodesh She'ein Karui Mikro Kodesh. We don't have the status of Mikro Kodesh when it comes to Rosh Chodesh. That's reserved for days that have a status of uh, of Yontif, which Rosh Chodesh does not. Tomar b'chulo shomot shekarui mikra kodesh. And ho'el v'karui mikra kodesh din hu she'asr be'asiyas melacha. So that's approach number one, is that it's logical that because it says mikra kodesh by chol ha'moid, therefore we should assume that there's some status of isr melacha when it comes to chol ha'moid. This brysa 
is not clear as to what the scope of the Isra Malacha is on Chol HaMoed. If we were to stop with this Brisa here, we would assume Halacha Lamaisa that all of the days of Chol HaMoed are categorically Asr Bemalacha, seemingly with no distinction from Yom Tov to Chol HaMoed. That's how we would have concluded here, but don't worry, because there are more Brises to learn, one of which matches our common practice. Two-thirds of the way down, Yud Chesamad Aleph. Tanya Idach. There is another Brisa. And the Brisa reads as follows. Based on the Pasuk, What does that Pasuk mean? learns from the Pasuk of We don't yet have enough context there. How does that work? We'll see in a moment. He says, I don't need that Pasuk to teach me about the Isra Malacha during Chol because I have another Pasuk of that says the Gemara, how does prove anything? We have that all the time. But what does that Pasuk mean? What is the Pasuk speaking about when it says, that these are the holidays? These are the times that we get together with Hashem. In Berishon, if you want to talk about the first day of the holiday, we already have the word that indicates that that day has an Israel Malacha status. In Bishvi, if you want to say it's talking about the seventh day, we also have a word over there that indicates that. So what's left? We therefore see that the words have no other option other than to speak about Cholamoid. Cannot be talking about days one and day seven. We already know there is Malacha from the usage of the word Shabbaton. So therefore, when it says Hashem, it must be that it's talking about Malacha. That brings us to the last of the short lines. That's the second source in the Tanaim that speaks about the Eser Malacha of Cholamoid. Let's learn the third one. Tanya Idah. Another b'raise. Six days you're supposed to eat matzah, and on the seventh day you're supposed to stop for Hashem. Mashvi Atzor. Just like on the seventh day, we have an Atzor, a day of stopping, a day of Isra Malacha. And all the days have to have an Isra Malacha. And then says the Gemara, just like the seventh day where we have an Isra Malacha, the whole day has 39 Malachos, <laughs> minus Malachas, if it's a Yantav without a Shabbos. Maybe we would assume that all of the days of Chol HaMoyed also have the same status. Says the Gemara, no. Talmud Omar, Uvayom HaShvi'i Atzeres. HaShvi'i Atzor B'chol Malacha. Ve'en Shisha Yomim Atzor B'chol Malacha. The Shvi shall Pesach. Shvi shall, um, shall, shall anything, really. Shall, uh, shall Sukkot as well. Isra Malacha status. All the days in between, they don't have full Isra Malacha. They have partial Isra Malacha. Is that even a question? What? Doesn't the Pesach specifically say on, on those days, it's not Malacha? So we're making a duke. We're making a duke. It says that on those days you have Isra Malacha. Therefore, on the previous days, of, which are the days of Cholamoid, there's no categorical Isra Malacha. But we know from other Pesukim that there's some kind of Isra Malacha. So we're kind of stuck in this twilight zone of how to treat Cholamoid. That's why we call it Chol and Moed at the same time. It's both. It's weekday and holiday. And says the Gemara, and this is a very important but complex idea. It's kind. It requires a certain religious maturity to look at this, which is This pasuk was only given over to the rabbis. To say which days are mutter and which days are asr. This is referring to establishing when Rosh Chodesh is. And then the Brisa continues. And which malachas are mutter on cholamoid based on when you determined Rosh Chodesh and which days are. Uh, what, what malacha is allowed and what malacha is not allowed. And the mindset really is very complicated to determine what the uh, what is mutter in Cholamoid. Uh, it's not very simple. Uh, the book that I was referencing called Cholamoid by Rabbi Francis and uh, I think Rabbi Zucker, mm-hmm. both of them? No, both of them. Yeah. Um, so the book that they wrote has a, a really good index. It goes from polishing shoes to gardening and uh, cutting your nails and all the different, we learned about cutting nails and some of this stuff already, but 
very, very important to, to Chazer uh, every once in a while to make sure that we're holding in the, in the halachos there. We had said in our Mishnah, Umatar and Behespid Vitainis, that when, when we have to bring Korbanos on the Sunday that's after a Shabbos of Shavuos, there we were concerned about the Tztukim, because the Tztukim said, that really that day is always going to be a, sun, uh, a Sunday. Shavuos will always be then, and that's how the counting will always work. So we said, therefore, it's Mutter Betain, it's Behespid, Shalolakaim, To say that Shavuos is always after Shabbos, they wanted to make sure that it was clear that even though they were bringing Korbanos for Atzeras, that they had to dress differently. Says the Gemara, that's not seemingly historically accurate, because we have a story where things didn't really play out that way. And there's a change in the side of the Gemara here that not Itmar but Vihatanya. And this is a very important historical distinction because Itmar is always a reference to Amoraim. And Vihatanya is always a reference to Tanoim. So sometimes the Gemara's got okay, just confusing. It's just like we've had a lot of uh, typesetting over the years. And what we're looking at now is the Warsaw layout of the Gemara. But before that, there were other iterations. And before the printing press, it was gone different. Everything was so different. So these are just some of the mistakes that have crept into the Gemara. Uh, and this is based on, as you see on the, on the side here, in Agostitzionim, this is based on the Tosefta here, which reflects exactly what should be here. And it is, it, by definition, a Tosefta is Tanoim. If you're quoting a Tosefta, it can't say Itmar because that by definition means it's an, it's an Amora, and that's not true. So therefore, Vehatanya. How do we know that this Brisa doesn't align with what we learn? Because the Gemara says, Maiso meis alachsa There's a person, his name was Alachsa, he died in the city of Lud. And they went on this day, on that Sunday, on that Sunday that they were supposed to bring Korbanos, but they wanted to make sure that the Tzdukim didn't get their way, that they didn't think anything uh, was... Uh, that they were right about their drosha, about when Shavuos should fall out. But he wouldn't allow them to. It was the Yom Tavuach. It was the day of the, of the Shechita for, for Shavuos. But he wouldn't allow them. So says the Gemara, Yom Tov Salka Daitach. You thought that they were going to do a Hesped on Yom Tov? Says the Gemara, no. Ibi Yom Tov, Mika Asu. No one would that. We don't do burials on that day. There would be no Hesped on that day for sure. It's Yom Tov Mamet. You're not allowed to do that. It was the day that the Korbanos were supposed to be brought. So that's Akasha, because our Mishnah says that we were allowed to change the rules to prevent the Tzdukim from thinking that that day. That that day was Shavuos and that they really learned the Psukim right. We wanted to prevent that, but Rabbi Tarfon stopped it. So says the Gemara, Lokasha, Kan be Yom Tov One is talking about when Yom Tov Taka falls out on Sunday. There, that's what our Mishnah is talking about. That's when we have to make sure that we offset the thinking of the Stukim. However, Kan be Yom Tov Shechalios There's a discussion as to what this means. Does it mean Bishabbos here means during the week, a regular weekday? Or no, does it mean that Shavuos actually fell out on Shabbos? A discussion here. But anyways, that's how we solve between our Mishnah and the statement of Rabbi Tarfon. And that brings us to a new Mishnah about Tuma Vitara, favorite topic in Shas, I'm sure, which is uh, trying to understand a little bit about the mitzvah of Nitila Sedayim, which we're going to speak about briefly tonight, and also the mitzvah, the mitzvah of washing our hands for fruits and vegetables. It's actually the din in Shulchan Aruch, that when one eats vegetables and or fruits that are wet, with any of the, the Zion Mashkin, uh, which has the acronym of Yad Shach Adam, the halacha is you have to wash the tilas Yadayim below bracha. However, the grow is of the opinion that you even make a bracha when you eat vegetables. So I was like spacing out. There was a jar of olives on the counter the other day, and I reached in, made a bracha, and ate it. I'm like, oh, I really should wash my hands. So the post can say you could also just use a fork. So I grabbed a fork, and then I didn't wash my hands. But that is the din. The din that we do on Pesach, oh, we're all, why are we all washing on the vegetables? Because it's halacha, not because it's the Pesach Seder. We should always be washing on vegetables that we're eating barehanded that are wet, just without a bracha. 
So my first cousin Isaac Rice, he he holds of all of them in Hagim of the Gra. He makes a bracha b'shem amalchus hashir kedushan b'mitzvah sevet zivon on tilasiyadaim. The Gra held that the gzera, the takana of washing the tilasiyadaim on wet fruits and vegetables, is the same din as it relates to the din of uh, of bread, which we're going to see on this page. The Gra has a has a marimakom on this page. So if we wash for bread, eat up. what about fruit and vegetables? No, that one is bichlal, the other. One, one, one is counted for the other. Your hands are already tahor. That's correct. Although technically this Mishnah might, it, you, yes, that is the din. If you wash for one, it will count for the other. If you dry them off, it's no problem. So let's say, for example, you take an apple and I'm lazy. I don't even wash fruit when I eat it. I even try not to eat fruit just so I don't have to worry about the halacha altogether. But if you're going to wash the fruit, you're better. Very from. Very from. If it's fried, I'll eat it. You know. Fried fruit. Fried fruit. Uh, that is a business. Fried watermelon. Wait for the water in the smoothie. Yeah. I mean the fruit in the smoothie. That's not a fruit. It's not. Are you drinking it? Red fruit. hungry. Sometimes. Anyway, that's the that's the din. Is that there really is a din in Shulchan Aruch this way? Allah is if you uh, so let's say so let's say you wash an apple because you want to get off the pesticides. So you wash the apple, you're touching it. The chorit should be tame, right? Because our hands are shinim. We consider our hands to be tame. So still afal pikin. Halacha is that as long as you dry it off, then you can make your border eats and then you can take a bite, no problem. And the fruit of the, the liquid of the fruit is not considered water. That's a very important hakira because scientifically, if you put it under a microscope, it's going to be H2O with a couple of sugars in it, whatever it is. At the end of the day, it's, we don't consider that. It's called the mohel of the fruit. It's just called the, the juice that comes out. It's not considered to be water. And therefore, you don't have to wash on that at all. So if you dry that. But if you're going to wash fruit, that really, it, it's a forgotten halacha. Nobody, people are we're just not makbed on it as a culture. Like we would never eat bread without washing. We would never do that. It just would feel so weird. But the same, we should feel the same way about fruit. Meanwhile, I'm, I'm, the, I'm the one who ate the olive on Friday, just sitting there on the counter. But it's not right. That's not right. We should either wash it to or get a fork. Unlike bread, where even if you eat bread with a fork, we're more machmer. There you have to still wash. Okay, let's continue. What? I have two Southern parents. We ate a lot of things with a fork and knife that most other people did not do. <laughs> I happen to have eaten pizza with a fork and knife for much of my life, but that was because it's just messy. That wasn't because of my parents. Right. No, no, no. That's That was like, no, we would call you out at the car. No, pick up your food. Put the fork down. You hear me? Yeah. We called them out at the table as kids. We called them. You hear me? Let's continue. Just on the top of your chesim and says this, fellas. One is obligated to wash their hands in the tilas yadayim to eat chulin and to eat maiser and to eat chuma. Ula kodesh for food that had a higher level of sanctity, then matbilin you'd have to go to the mikvah. What is this talking about? Ula kodesh. So Rashi on the second line says ula kodesh matbilin aval leechol shlamim ochatas veasham lakohanim yeshmaila. There's a higher level. Shetzarch lahatbil yadayim be'arboim so. Did you hear the language here? You have to you have to total your hands in forty sa of water. That's a kind of okay. That requires some research. That's what the Mishnah says. The Kodesh When it comes to a chatas, what is this talking about? Rashi says five lines down. Liga And even higher level of the mechatas under those circumstances, even if your hands whatever happens to your hands, we assume your whole body has that status. Go to the mikvah. What if a person was tabal l'chulin? You washed your hands uh, to eat chulin. Then only hukhsak l'chulin. Then that only counts for eating food that's chulin. But aser l'maiser. 
You can't then eat the next level of food without then rewashing, even though the washing process is identical, doesn't matter. Because the level of care that one would have for chulin is a lower level of care that one would have for miser. And similarly, if you wash your hands for miser, then you can only eat miser or something lesser. But mm-hmm. asr truma, you still cannot eat truma because truma has a higher sensitivity than miser. Um, truma, if a person were to have washed their hands for truma, only truma and anything lesser in its sanctity. But asr the kodesh, you're not allowed to eat any korbanos with that type of rechitza. Tavala kodesh, if you wash yourself for kodesh, for meat that is a korban meat, only the kodesh or anything lesser, but asr lechatas, you still can't touch the eifer chatas, that's not allowed. That's what the Gemara says. However, if you wash your hands for something more chamor, let's say you washed for uh, meiser and you want to eat chulin, that's mutter lakal. That's no problem. If you wash when you have in mind to wash your hands for something that's more chamor, a higher level of tuma batara, then that will count for everything lower than that. No problem at all. And this is the Rabbanan, the Raisa Yergel say. The Rabbanan. All of this. Uh, uh, um, the mitzvah of Natila Siadaim is the Rabbanan, always. Because in some cases of tuma doraisa, like by truma, you have to wash your hands. Washing your hands is not a mitzvah doraisa, but you, you don't want to be mitami truma, so you have to wash your hands. The washing is always in the tilas but what you're washing for might change. Chulin, chulin's derabanan. Maiser is probably derabanan. Truma is probably der. I don't know all the dinim. I'm just saying that a, there's a distinction to be made. But the tilas yadaim is always, to my knowledge, maybe maybe not the ones in the base hamikdash on Yom Kippur. Like those rochitas are probably different level. But here we're talking about eating. Right. It's also true. All right. What about taval velo hukzak? You you go jump in the mikvah or you wash your hands for one of these, but you're like kind of non-specific about it. So the halacha is kilu lo taval. It's an unbelievable din. We're going to question this at the bottom of the page. It seems to be that because you didn't have any intent, we don't know how careful you're going to be. And if you're not going to be careful, then what can you eat? Nothing, <laughs> because we don't know how careful you are. We don't know why you went to the mikvah, or we don't know why you washed until last The Mishnah continues with Tumah Vatara, also uh, looking at things in the gradations of severity of Tumah. When it comes to clothing that came from an Amha'aretz, we treat it as a medris, we treat it as Tumah's medris, that Anida sat on it or Azav sat on it when it comes to Prushim, to people who are Talmud Chachamim. What about big day prushim? That's medras la'ochle truma. A regular Talmud Chacham. So his garments, we treat them as medras for someone who wants to eat tuma because truma, excuse me, because truma is a higher level than stamachila. Big day ochle truma. What about the clothes of those who are careful for truma? Well, they're careful for truma, but medras la'kodesh, they're going to be treated as tuma for uh, for Kodesh, because Kodesh is a higher level of sanctity and requires more care. Big Day Kodesh, Medrash Lachatas. And the same is true as well, that Big Day Kodesh, at the close of someone who was Makbed on Kodesh, he's going to eat Korban meat, but still, because the level of Achatas, the liquid of the Mechatas is so holy, so therefore, we view the garment of the Big Day Kodesh to be a Tumas Medrash, as though Anita sat on it, as it relates to Achatas. And how sensitive was this Halacha? We'll just see some halacha lamaisa cases of people who are great. Says the Gemara toward the end of the Mishnah, 12 lines down or so, Yosef ben Yuezer, He was the most pious of all of the Kohanim. Doesn't make a difference. Doesn't matter. Because he wasn't involved in the Kodesh for whatever reason. Therefore, his mitpachat was his garment was always treated as Tumas Medras. And as well, Yochanan ben Gudgida, Same. He would eat all the time. He would eat food that's Kodesh all the time. But it doesn't matter because if your brain is focused on one level of, uh, of Kedusha, you can't then eat another higher level of Kedusha without a new level of Kedusha time. You have to make sure that you're actually properly uh, clean. Otherwise, we don't assume that, you're, that you have done well. Good. 
Says the Gemara, Chulanu Maiser, Mi Bo Natilas Yadaim, our Mishnah at the top of the page, top line. Don't Lingli Yadaim, Chulanu Maiser. That's the top line of the page. Says the Gemara, that's not so simple. Or Minhi, we have a, a conflicting Tanaic source. Hatruma Vabikurm Chayavan Alein Misa. If a person who is not supposed to uh, intentionally eats Truma and Bikurm, they're Chayav Misa. If they do so inadvertently, the Chomesh, they also have to pay a fifth uh, consequence. Vasrilazaram, no, no, no non Kohanic can eat it. Hey, Nichse Kohen, they're actually property of the Kohen. But all in Becharumea, they're treated in such a way where they're batal one in a hundred as is truma. And they, before you eat them, you have to wash your hands. And if you become tummy, you can't eat them until you have hair of Shemesh, until even after you go to the mikvah, the sun sets on the next day. And here's the, here's the kicker. So that seems to be very clear that this Brisa doesn't agree with our Mishnah. Our Mishnah on the very top line says, And this Mishnah says, That we don't have any So the Gemara says, Halfway down, very good question, because the Gemara says in our Mishnah, clearly black on white, you should wash on Chulin and Meiser, but not true in this Brisa. So the Gemara gives an answer for each part. Really, there's no problem with Meiser, because one Mishnah could be talking about one Man de Amar, and another can be talking about another. Anything that is Tame, only on a Derabanan level, Still, metame es hakodesh uposa That is the halacha that in such a case that even though it's only tame midrabanan, therefore it not therefore the halacha is that it would be metame kodesh. It would ruin korbanos and posel truma. It would make truma puzzle. Umutter lechulen ulemaiser, and there would be no halachic issues with chulen and meiser. That's divi Reb Meir. No need to wash. So we see a distinction between Reb Meir and Reb Yehuda, Reb Meir and the Chachamim in regards to meiser. That would explain the difference that we see between our Mishnah and the Mishnah quoted in the Brisa, the Brisa quoted in the Gemara. But we still have a difficulty with the, the conflicting sources of our Mishnah and the Brisa brought in the beginning of this Gemara, where our Mishnah says you do wash on chulen, and the Brisa says you don't. Says the Gemara, Lokasha, Kan Bechila, Kan Benegia. Very different. If you're going to eat, then you have to wash. If you're just going to touch the food, you don't have to wash. Okay. What? Not at my table when I was growing up, but yeah. We started with no soda bottles on the table. You couldn't play with your food. It wasn't even an option. But yeah, in theory, you could play with your food, no problem. Chulen Meiser doesn't make a difference because according to this, it's only about Achila and it's not about Nagia. That's what the Gemara says. But Maskifla Ravsimi, about 12 lines from the bottom of the page, Ravsimi Bar Ashi says, Ad Khan, Lopligi Rabbanan Aleidu Rabmeir Elabe Achila de Meiser. The only time that the Chachamim argued on Rabmeir was about eating Meiser. Aval, seemingly, the answer that we just tried to give, that the distinction between Achila and Nagia is not true. Aval, but Nagia de Meiser, Uve Achila de Chulan Lopligi. There is no machlokes about touching Meiser or about eating Chulan. Everyone agrees that the halachos there. So therefore, the Gemara says, You're right. Both of them are talking about uh, about achila. One is talking about bread, and when it comes to the eating of bread, one is obligated to wash their hands. Nahama is bread, and kan de And one is talking about eating fruits, and this is not the way we paskin in halacha, but this is what the Gemara says. It's a shita. <laughs> that anyone who's going to wash their hands. So then uh, they are considered to be gase aruch. They're considered to be baale gaiva. Very interesting Gemara. But that's what the Gemara says is the distinction between them. So that, therefore, we do, we do wash them. I think most people are not careful. Shulchan Aruch doesn't write this. 
I don't, I don't think that's correct. Is that it? Yeah. What is this? Kufnan Tess. Oh, it's Steve Hay. Looking in the wrong place. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, so here's what the here's what the Shulchan Aruch writes. This is in Hilchos Natilas Yadaim and Orachaim Kufnan Chesiv Sivhei. Anota Yadav Leperos Harei Zemi Gasei Haruach. A person who washes their hands for fruits, they are considered to be Gasei Haruach, which is effectively Bale Gaiva. As the Rama, the Davka Shenot Lan that's only if they equate it with Natilas Yadaim for bread. Aval Im Not Lan Mishum Nekios Shelo Hayu Yadav Nekios Mutter. Then he says it's Mutter. But that's very interesting right. because Rod, uh, you are correct. That the, you know, yeah, but this is not. Uh, I don't know how they get around this. Exactly. I don't know. Nicole Makom, Ain Lidlan Derachi of Natila Kidin, Rak Derach or Hitzabalma. I have to look into this more. I don't know. I don't know. I asked my Rebbe about this when I was in Smichar of David Miller. I said, what's the deal with, uh, with washing the Tila Shadayim on vegetables? He's like, it's the din. It was a very short dialogue. <laughs> but I have to now learn the Sigya now because this Gemara goes in the face of that. And even the Ramah that says, as long as it's not Petoras Chiyu, but what does that mean? Does that mean that it's not, it's a Minhag as opposed to Dindarabban? I don't know. I've got to look into it. Yerakos? Right. But that's but that's because of Mara. That's a din in Mara. It has to be Mara. That's not there. Or Karpas, whatever it is. But right. these are these, they're dafka vegetables. Yeah. That's a din in Pesach. Yeah, right. Right. but that's a din in Pesach. Right. Peros, I assume, includes I have to look it up. I'll let you know. Let's run the last saga. We have, we have plenty of time, but still, let's run the last saga. Tanarabana, we had said that Hanotel Yodov, Niskaven Yodov to Horos, that if he had Kavana, that his hands are pure. Lo Niskaven Yodov Tmeos. If he doesn't have Kavana, then his hands are tummy. The Chenamat Bil Yodov, someone who does Tvila with his hands. Niskaven Yodov to Horos, Lo Niskaven Yodov Tmeos. Seems to be connected to your intent. If you have intention, it's great. If you don't have intention, it's not great. But Tanya, Ben Niskaven, Ben Lo Niskaven Yodov Taros. It seems to be that there's a Brisa, not seems to be. The Brisa says very clearly that your Kavana is irrelevant. It depends. When it comes to Chulun, we don't care what your Kavana is. Chulun is the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to when it comes to Tuma by Natila Sedan. So we don't care what your Kavana is. The, the, the most minimalistic form of Natila Sedan has to do with Chulun. However, on the top of your Testament Aleph, and we're going to stop right here, so there, if you look at Rashi, Rashi says, Boy Kavana. Because that's already another level of uh, of kedusha. So therefore, if we have to assume the worst case scenario when you wash your hands that you had the least intent, uh, which is chulin, and then beyond that we have meiser, and then beyond that we have truma. So that's how the Gemara distinguishes. I'll do a little bit of research into this halacha to make sure that we're clear. Wishing you all a beautiful night.